Hello, 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 and welcome to the Honesty Podcast, letting go of ego, a place where we drop the bullshit and get real. My name is Trisha. I am your host. I want to invite you to a non-judgmental and loving space to talk about personal growth and how each of us navigate through life. Welcome, friends. Thank you for joining. Before I get started, I want to take a moment of silence for all of us experiencing pain and anger during the current injustice that continues to unfold. I am here to love and care for everyone. On today's episode, I'm joined by my friend Rosa Montoya. We talk about her experience with weight loss and gain and her decision to get a gastric sleeve. We touch upon growing up in a household that didn't provide emotional support and guidance during puberty and the effects it had on us. We also discuss the importance of reframing our mindset. Please excuse the multiple ums and likes during the interview. I'm still getting the hang of this. I want to disclose that this episode may be triggering for listeners struggling with an eating disorder or if you're not in a good mental health space. I am not promoting weight loss, diets, or surgery. We are not doctors. Please consult a medical professional if you are struggling. This is simply our experience. I hope you enjoy. I wanted to talk about, and I know you can relate, and men and other women can relate, um, weight loss and gain. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very... I don't want to say touchy subject because it's not, I'm open to talk about it. I just feel like weight stigma and just whatever about it weighs heavy on me because of like my experience with it. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I wanted to kind of like bring it back. I'm not going to go too much into a history of like how I grew up and like how it started, but I know for sure, like, I started becoming uncomfortable in my body, like when I hit puberty. Okay. And uh, I would say when I started developing, um, I didn't really have like the guidance to be like, you know, this is what happens to young girls. Like I knew, obviously, you know, we know, but I didn't have that figure in my life that made me feel comfortable about my body changes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm curious, like, how about you? Like when you started, you know, becoming a young lady, like how did that, like, how was the transition, you know? Um, I grew up in such a Mexican household where um, these kind of things were sort of like taboo, mm. even, even period and puberty and, And perhaps my mom was a little bit more open about it. But like, for instance, I became a woman at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In elementary school. Right. You know, and um, had I not had that talk where they deliver those pads and things like Mm. that in the mail, like the the video and, and all that, I would have not known that when I went to the restroom that one day at school, um, I had now become a woman. Mm. And, um, and quite frankly, you're right. Like I, although I had my mom, it was never really explained. 
Right. Isn't that like, you know, now that you say that, it kind of makes me feel better because I'm wondering if, because generations are changing, the times are changing, you know what I mean? And I'm wondering like if our parents, like our, their generation, like they didn't talk about this, you know, like they just growing up happens, you know, and you just keep moving and I get it. But I guess for me, like growing up, um, we had, I had my parents, you had your parents, like they made sure I had everything, you know, I was taken care of, but it's like the deep stuff was, I never had anyone to talk to me about like inner work, inner like changes and physical, like I didn't have that. Yeah. And what's funny is when I say like Mexican, traditional Mexican household is the father figure is the head of the household, brings home the bacon and machismo and all that, which is a conversation, which is a completely different conversation. But it was like, hooray, my son is a man. Mm -hmm. But it was like, my daughters are women, you stay in the house, we're locking you in there. And I think that that's when I started becoming very uncomfortable with my body because I was scrawny. Yeah, but I was super large breasted, like, and I I remember like I was skinny and it was just my well, that's what I remember about you. Not not like that's the only thing I remember about you. But I, I in high school, from what I remember, you know, you you had a you had a small frame and you had big chest. Yeah, you know, which is why I ask you about the this question. You know, because I also started developing. I don't know, like maybe in like fifth grade, I started having like boobs and stuff. Yeah. And for me. Um, I was very uncomfortable. Um, I used to wear big sweaters. I used to wear like just frumpy clothes because I just, I can't tell you exactly what my mind was going through at that time. I just know, I just knew that I just, I felt ugly. And that's so sad to say. Mm -hmm. Cause you felt awkward. You know, you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I would not want for my daughter to grow up and feel ugly at 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. Like that is when she should be given like positive affirmation and like owning your womanly body, you know? And I just, I didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it, for me, um, I, as an adult now, like I'm teaching myself to be like, love your body. Like, wherever it is no matter what because like we only have one body Mm -hmm. yeah you know Mm -hmm. so okay so you also relate to like the um you know developing at a younger age and then also for me and now looking back rosa it's so ridiculous because like i look at pictures when i was like in junior high and like in high school and like i was fine i looked like a healthy kid but i remember during those times, I felt ugly, I felt too big, I felt like all the mean things that you can say to yourself. I felt that growing up. Yeah, like I always felt like I had to wear sports bras to kind of like squeeze my boobs down. And I and Mm -hmm. I almost became like a little tomboy for a while, because it was like, I'm so awkward and uncomfortable. I started developing like a hunchback. And you just don't have the confidence to just be like right 
well, I look like a little woman. Like, that's okay. And you don't have somebody, I didn't have somebody telling me you're, you're fine. Right. You're, mm-hmm. you're fine. It was like, no, you're, I, I felt awkward. Like I just felt awkward. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, and a lot of it for me too. And where I'm at, like right now in my journey and like mm-hmm. recovery and stuff, like I don't like to blame people, mm-hmm. but um, growing up, I did have cousins and family members that would make fun of me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they're my family and I know they care and love me, but like, I just, that like followed me into like my early adulthood, you know, like being teased and being like told your hair is greasy, like you're dirty and just like things like that are just, I don't know, like they can cut, they can like people carry it with them and like they actually believe it. Like, I don't believe that, but like looking back, it's like, that was so mean to say to someone in her like adolescence. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I could laugh about it now, but the reality is, like, I went through that too, you know? It's just, yeah. yeah. I And and I think that if I, if I look back, and obviously, like, I, I've also had my fair share of, like, help professionally and things like that about my body image and how I feel about myself. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's when like all my body dysmorphia issues kind of started to develop without knowing, without me knowing it. If you can guess, like what age do you think that like started around? I think I started feeling the worst around junior high. So let's call it 12 Mm. or so. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Dang. That's, that's young. I, I guess, I don't know for me, I just, you know, you have a daughter and, you know, and time flies and it's like, you know, she's going to be grown up and like, it's going to seem like a flash, you know? And I just think, you know, if my daughter was at that age, like I would try to protect her the best I could, you know, like make her feel comfortable in her body. And I guess the reason why I say that is um, another point. So my mom, I love my mom, but till this day, she's still trying to seek perfection, for example. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like when I'm around my mom, she's always like, oh, mommy has a panza or I need to lose weight, blah, blah. Like even now when I'm around her and I was around that growing up. So I feel my mom's insecurity, like she didn't consciously mean to like rub it off on me, but it did. If that makes sense. Right. Because that's who that's that's who you knew and that's who was there all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they tell you, um, tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. But it's like, you know, I I don't know. I guess everything I went through is preparing me to do the opposite, or at least try my try best to make you know because like yeah to break the right cycle. like yes because you know no one's perfect and we're gonna make mistakes but you know to be aware and try to actively break the cycle yeah yeah so um I know for you um you you always had a smaller frame I've always like you've always been small like in my mind mm-hmm and then I do recall, and then go ahead now, share your journey. Tell me, you know, let, let's hear about you. Yeah. So, um, 
so I think like for most of my life, I was, I don't want to say an athlete because I wasn't that great at sports. Um, but as mm-hmm. an outlet to a difficult household, um, I always looked to sports. And um, I used to play soccer since I was like six years old and just kind of like on and on and on. Right. Um, and so mm-hmm. I always had a big appetite. Mm-hmm. And and I think just naturally I, I was naturally gifted because my my parents are thin. Um, I don't come from an obese background. So it's genetic. Yeah, I think I, I had good genetic good genes. Yeah. And um in 2007, I had a um total loss accident, two accidents within 24 hours of each other. What do you mean? Like fi- like um, like physical accidents? Yeah, uh, car crashes. Oh, literally okay. within twenty four hours of each other, and they were both oh, wow. a total loss. And um, needless to say, I injured my back, and mm. um, I suffered for a few years. With some days I would be completely fine, and other days I'd be bedridden. Ridden. So. Oh. With everything that I used to eat, because like I said, I've always kind of had an issue with eating, um, mm-hmm. which I never thought was an issue. And um, not being able to fully exercise like I used to. And then obviously you start gaining, um, you start gaining, a- you start aging. Right. Um, that I just started packing on the pounds. Mm-hmm. And, and, um. How did that make you feel? Um, I remember feeling, I remember feeling at times like, oh my gosh, I'm so much bigger than my friends, but I wasn't big. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> like uh, perhaps I was a size three in, in, in American <laughs> terms. And, and then I went to like a five and I felt gigantic. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that then it, it slowly just like got to me. Um, I think just mentally, I would get so frustrated because people would tell me like, um, they always thought what was, they, that if they gave me advice, that that was what, what I should do. Mm. And it was like, I felt frustrated because I would get doctor's orders that were different. And then, oh yes. I mean, it, it was like a pull, tug and pull between what mm-hmm. I felt, what my medical advice was, and what people thought was good for me. Mm-hmm. And it just snowballed. Oh, that right there just sounds very overwhelming. Yeah. You know, like the doctors, like your friends and family, and then just you. Like that is. I can't even imagine like navigating through that, you know? Um, yeah. Wow. And, and I started becoming um, almost like destructive to myself mm-hmm. without knowing that that's what I was doing. So when you say destructive to yourself, are you talking about like in regards to like your eating habits or yeah, like would, other type of habits? Yeah. Like for instance, obviously like, drinking partying but also like Mm. just 
eating, like I knew it wasn't good for me, but I would be like, who cares? What do you care? Kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to do what I want to do because that was so hard headed. And I just thought that like, if I, if I'm, I'm a free human being, I I can do what I want and I don't care what anybody tells me. And if I want to eat this, oh, well, like I'm going to eat it and you can't tell me not to eat it. Like, Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's like I would just self sabotage myself. Like I, it, it was it was just like I dug myself this deep hole. And like, and although I wasn't miserable, I wasn't at my core happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Would you say that? And again, I I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but like, would you say that you were using? food as a tool to cope with whatever feelings that you were going through at the time absolutely absolutely Mm. and I would be like I'm not an alcoholic but I could drink a bottle of vodka three four days right three or four bottles a week like how is that not like you know like now when I look back at it I'm like oh my gosh I'm, I'm so blessed that I didn't get worse Mm-hmm. But, um, wh- like, wow. Like for, and when, when, when did you say that was like, was that for, like in your early mid twenties? Yeah. So that went on for maybe three or four years, um, right after the accident. So like from 2007 to like 2009, 10 for sure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Were you with your, um, were you in Mexico then? Because I know you moved to Mexico. So like, was this during like your time up there? Or, like, is this when you met your husband? When was it? I actually met my husband, my current husband, um, a few months before I moved to Mexico and a few months before I had my accidents. Mm, okay. So he was in, he was already in your life when you had the accident. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah yeah oh man so he like he's lived he and you guys are yeah right he's he's dealt with yeah he's he's been on my roller coaster for sure and you know I just I just want to like what a special person that is you know to I guess like him you know I say that because like I as well have been on a roller coaster in life and um, Zach Mm -hmm. my husband um, he's been with me and like there's been a lot of like bumps and turns and twists and stuff but like he's still with me and I don't know I just feel like it makes our relationship stronger but it's still you know, it's still tough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess, I guess the reason why I say that is because, you know, um, well, I want you to share a little bit, um, like how, okay. So I guess the reason why I asked this question is because I, I have told some people that the next step in life for me is like pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother thing, you know, with like body changes. And that was like one of the main reasons that prompted me to like go into treatment for my eating disorder Mm -hmm. was because it's I did not want to carry the this eating issue and body image issue into like 
my birthing time and like raising a kid. Like I want to face whatever it is that I'm going through. And then when I have a kid, you know, have that already, I wouldn't say taken care of, but like simmered down, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so and you saying that just kind of made me teary eyed because I was, I feel like I was there too. Right. Mm, um, yeah. I think for a long time, I, um, I kind of hid behind like, um, I'm overweight. I'm this, I'm that. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I couldn't admit it. Well, see, I'm so glad that you're sharing this because like, that was my next question for you. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you had the accident, you were, you know, using the tools that you knew at the time to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And then I guess where I'm bringing it back to is like, how were you like, in regards to self acceptance, Mm -hmm. self love, and then you get pregnant. And then it's like, Oh, fuck, this is a whole nother thing. Now, you know, like, obviously, you're happy, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're growing a baby, but still, we can't ignore the fact that our body is changing. Yeah. So um, for those years, so like 2007 to um, we decided to get pregnant in 2015. I got married in 2011. Um, and so I, I went through all of those years, um, listening to people tell me, Hey, you're not fat. You're so beautiful. You have such a beautiful face. Um, and, and I just yo-yoed off every single diet possible. I went vegan for 18 months. I, um, I would lose weight, but I wouldn't lose enough to be comfortable um and then I would just self-sabotage again because I didn't have the guidance and I couldn't freaking admit to myself that I needed help I kept telling Mm. myself that I could do it and and you did like give you like give yourself credit like you did um but you also struggled you know, when you could have asked or reached out for help, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I just, like I said, I couldn't admit to myself that I definitely needed professional interface, like, and like somebody to be like, snap your finger, wake the heck up. (laughs) You need to take care of yourself, right? Like it was, it was so many opinions and people knowing what's best and, and all this advice, but there was really nothing that told me wake up. And I knew that when I made the decision to become pregnant, I did go into it having lost 30 pounds. Yeah. And because I said, um, based on my own like research, I I said like, okay, I need to be at a certain BMI because I wanted a natural pregnancy, um, conception, a natural conception. I wanted to have like an all natural birth and things like that. So I knew that being a higher BMI, a birthing center would not accept me. Mm -hmm. So I, um, so I lost the weight that I needed to lose. So it was always like that, right? Like, I needed, I need to lose weight for my wedding. I need to lose weight to get pregnant, but it was never, I need to lose weight 
to be healthy so I'm not freaking pre-diabetic all the time and to just be able to freaking walk up the stairs without my belly touching my thigh like really and I love that you say that because both those mindsets are completely on the opposite side you know Mm -hmm. like one yeah like I just I just love that you you said that and like for me right now um I would say I'm at a body weight that I'm obviously I'm not happy with Mm -hmm. um but this time around and what I was talking to my like I have a dietitian and I have a therapist Mm -hmm. I was talking to them and I was like you know when for me in my recovery, because like when you have an eating disorder and you're trying to lose weight, it gets very diluted quickly. Like, is this motivated because I want to get healthy or is this motivated because my body type is not acceptable and I'm gross and then A, B and C and list all the things, you know, there's <laughs> two different, yeah. you know, mindsets. So like right now, like I said, like I'm not the happiest like where I'm at and having a baby does scare me Mm -hmm. so just by you saying that though just brought something up in Mm -hmm. me that I think I need to talk to my dietitian about because um, I was telling her you know I think I'm ready to lose weight and she was like okay what's your motivation because it's always you know what's your motivation and for me my motivation is since my body changed um, going through recovery, like my chest is like the biggest it's ever been. And it's uncomfortable for me to like when I do aerobics, or if I'm running or any activity that I do having a bigger chest for me, doesn't make it pleasant or fun. So I feel like I would like to get maybe tighter, or, you know, And there's a way to change that I can, you know, lift weights, not heavy, crazy weights, but you know, there's ways I can do that. So they're like, okay, well, that's a healthy, that's a healthy um, thought process rather than I need to lose weight because I'm disgusting. These boobs are disgusting. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, that's where I'm at. But like I said, for me, mindful movement is still kind of still with like, the eating disorder thoughts. And the reason why I say that is because I have an eye watch and I have this like band I wear around my waist where it lets you know your heart rate, how many calories, how many miles. And I wear that. And I notice when I wear that, I'm trying to get a goal, which isn't bad, but I need to not focus on that goal right now. Right now I need to focus on just moving and enjoying it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me now. If you would have asked me five years ago, I would have been like, eh, it is what it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like now a lot of things click and make sense to me. Um, Yeah. But five years ago, no. Right, right. Well, I think that's because you are older now and you're wiser Mm -hmm. and you're looking at different just you're looking at life in a bigger picture, not so close minded. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, like, again, getting pregnant is a whole new thing. And then that's where I kind of like, think about surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, maybe if I 
got a surgery to go to a certain weight, then I'll be ready to have a baby. Yeah. But I feel that that's a bad mindset. That's not a healthy mindset. Yeah. So, um, so I actually, I got surgery, Trisha. Um, yeah. And I got something that's called a gastric sleeve. Call it the vertical gastric sleeve. Yeah, explain. What is that? Um, so there's different levels of surgery now that help you, that kind of give you a head start, if you if you would, if you would call it that. Okay. Um, at your weight loss journey or goal or whatever it is that you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got pregnant. And I was under the care of a, of a birthing center. So under midwives mm-hmm. and they controlled everything I ate, how much I exercised. I mean, to, and, and because I wanted to be pregnant so bad, I followed everything to the T. Yeah. And, um, I was very blessed, knock on wood. I got pregnant really fast and, um, I didn't gain much weight. I think I gained 14 pounds. Wow. Would you say though, a lot of that comes from your, let's call it a team, not really a team, you know, but like you, you had to follow these rules. I hate that word too, but you get what I'm saying? Like, would you contribute because of that, that having that? Yeah. The program. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, Definitely. I have to say that it was a lot of willpower oh okay yeah Uh, which that that's something else we can get into but um right (laughs) a lot of willpower and definitely a solid team somebody that's Mm. like a group of people that are on the same page as you right and and being open with your partner about what your goals are Mm. because had my husband not been open to what I wanted I would have probably not made it (laughs) Um, wow because you don't I I feel like I can't carry my my um my I can't follow through on my goals if my partner is not on the same page because then I have too many things to balance Dude, I, I, I love that you say that. Yeah, that that's very true. Yes. It's very um, true. So anyway, I had my daughter in 25 end of 2015. She came premature. Mm. Um, they say full term is anything over 37 weeks. So 37 to 40 weeks is a baby that's full term. Mm-hmm. Um, she arrived at 32 weeks, a few days shy of 33 weeks. Oh, wow. Um, there was absolutely nothing wrong with her. Thank heaven. Um, And there was nothing wrong with me medically. Like I was told I didn't have preeclampsia. I had no infections, nothing. They couldn't explain why she was born premature. Um, And when I look back at it, I think it was my weight because I have such a small frame. I was Mm -hmm. pushing 200 pounds. I'm five three. Oh 
Wow. How, yeah. How, how was it when you were like still pregnant and almost like at the end of your term, like how was it physically and mentally? Um, I, I feel like at that time I felt powerful because I was carrying mm. a human being and I worked like crazy. I was traveling like crazy for work. I traveled the whole month prior to her being born. Oh my God. And literally, I think I was home a week. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably even exaggerating at that because I literally traveled like four or five days out of the week that entire month. Wow. Um, because I was trying to get everything done prior to her coming. Right. Mm-hmm. Before the hot, before like airports would look at me and be like, um, sorry, you're too pregnant. Right. <laughs> you can't travel anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, I may have overdone myself, but at the same time, I feel like perhaps it was my weight. Mm, Fast forward, mm, okay. she's born. A year goes by. And um, I got bigger. I didn't shrink mm-hmm. despite nursing my child. People always, which I, yes, they say that. So people were like, just keep nursing her. You'll lose weight. Guess what? I was getting bigger. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like the weight that I didn't gain while I was pregnant, I gained it times two, like after I had her. And I'm curious, like, it's not like you changed your eating habits or anything, right? Like what could have been. The reason, because like even me too, like when I like when I in my recovery when I was gaining weight, I was like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Like, I'm maybe I'm eating more frequently because like I'm actually keeping my meals in my body, but it's like I didn't eat crazy. Like I I don't get it. And I'm just like the scale is just going up. So like, do you have an idea of like why this was happening? Um. Again, I I would I would be so good. Like after, like after I had my daughter, I was like, okay, I don't want to be that mom that can't play with her child because she's too big and tired. Yeah. I would be doing like super good and like eating really well. And then somebody would be like, holy smokes. Like that hadn't seen me for a while. Whoa. Mm -hmm. You, you got big. Like straight. (gasps) No. Straight. Oh my gosh. I had somebody even tell me like, wow it's been like a hundred tacos that I haven't seen you like and that doesn't translate translate nice in English but they told me that in Spanish right and I'm just like wow (laughs) that is like that okay that's heartbreaking and heart shattering like I would (laughs) seriously cry if someone told me that um, but like you said, it was like in Spanish. So I'm sure it was like from some, like, I don't know, a family member worse. that it was even worse. I'd be mean, like, it felt worse than it sounds like it was literally oh. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but you have to like for that right there. And this is like a whole nother thing, but like cultures, you know, like different family types, like they think it's okay to say things like that. And it's just like, that's not okay. Like, that's really me because it's normal. Yeah. Family members make fun of other family members and weight is something that people make fun of. Yeah, totally. So, wow. So then that happened and um, I had been following a friend of mine's sister on social media that mm-hmm. I met. Right. 
and um, she got the gastric sleeve. Mm-hmm. And I, I would always like, I was always so curious. So mm-hmm. I would like look it up and then like ask her questions when I would see her and, and like, just like secretly admire the strength. Yeah. You know, like soon enough, she was like going to the gym and doing like all these things. And I, and, and I hated going to the gym because I hated people. I felt people would stare at me. Right. Oh, yes. And and we're not supposed to think that, but let's be honest. That's how I freaking felt. Especially if you don't feel comfortable, like in your own body, you for sure are wondering, oh, is this person looking at me and like thinking this or that, you know, like, I think that that's natural. And that's normal, because mm-hmm. I feel the same way. So yeah, so I would be like, okay, I'm on a diet. And then like, I'm going to the gym and doing all these things. And then something like that would just like some comment, like the one about the tacos or whatever, mm. would just like destroy me. So I would like, oh. literally like run to the store and be like, fuck it, I need some chips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, and then it would just, I already ate chips. So might as well eat whatever. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. So that's when you're just like, fuck it. And I'm just going to eat whatever now. And, you know, deal with like, feel like shit afterwards. But in this immediate moment, it's going to make me feel good. It's going to taste great. But hours later, I'm going to feel guilty and shitty for doing that. Yeah. 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 And then, um, so then finally my kid gets older and we go to the park and she asks me to go up the slide with her. And mm-hmm. I couldn't, ooh, I couldn't go down the slide with her. Mm. I didn't fit. Yeah. And mind yeah. you, yes, it's a junior playground and, 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 the, and the slide is smaller and narrower. Right. But who the hell cannot go? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The thoughts come up. Yeah. And I literally, like, tears almost rolled down my face. And I just, like, grabbed her and I left. And everything started flashing in my head. Like, oh, my gosh. When I take her to kindergarten, I'm going to be that mom that can't even walk up with my kid because I'm so fat. And it just, yeah. it's just so crazy. Before, though, because before you go, you decided to get um. it's gastric bypass right um or no sleeve the sleeve Mm -hmm. gastric sleeve okay Mm -hmm. so before you decided to do that I do remember you were because you did post a little bit before that like you were trying to eat better I do remember you like I think like you were eating greens and juicing from like what you would share you know so it looked like you were trying I would I always did that but like I said I was such a yo-yo like I always did that but even even doing that let's say six times out of six days out of seven days a week is Mm -hmm. not enough when you've dug yourself such a big hole right you just have to be consistent and I was not consistent yeah I I allowed myself to break down and be inconsistent yeah, you know, um, and and I'm and and I like to think of myself as like a fighter and like a very consistent person and responsible. But with this, 
I, I just wasn't. Yeah. And so I finally, that day, I got home and I said, I'm doing something permanent. I am done. Did you tell your husband this? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I said, I am done. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm, I can't. Like, what is my future going to look like? Diabetic at 30 years old, um, high yeah. blood pressure. Like, I can't do this anymore. And I can't even play with my kid. I get tired. I have to find games where I can sit on the floor to play with her. How sad is so, that? So it was affecting your physical health as well. Yes, just everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what was like, so obviously you told your husband because, you know, he you go home to him all the time. Yeah. Um, but did you like run it by anyone? Like you're an adult, you know, mm-hmm. you can make your own decision. But like, did you run it by like your siblings or your parents or like your close friends? Or did it was it just a discussion between you and your husband? Like, how did that how did it happen? Like, how did you take the leap? I just I just decided it and I did it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 it was just at, and that's how I do a lot of things in life. Um, I very rarely do ask for an opinion. Most of the time I go and I, and I research and I do my own, I come up with my own conclusion. And then it's pretty much like, if I do tell my husband or if I tell my dad, for instance, I'm really close to, um, I've already made the decision. And, you know, I think that's, there's nothing bad with that because the more people you ask, the more opinions you're going to get and may not align with how you feel, you know? So yeah, it's your life and you decided. So I want to ask you now, so now that you, you had that, the gastric sleeve and Mm -hmm. would you say, obviously there's a difference in the body, but like, how would you say, I want to. And there is obvious difference, like physically, I'm sure you don't have like, you can, you know what I mean? Like you can go down the slide, you can walk now, like you don't have the extra weight quotation. Uh, but like, how is it mentally? Like the reason why I asked that is because just really quick, when I was at my thinnest, um, I still thought I was bigger. And like, this is where it all comes like mentally. So like, even at my thinnest, I still thought I was big and I wanted to get thinner so now that you I would say are at some type of happy medium Mm -hmm. like are you wanting more or like you know what I mean like how are you handling that you get mind fucked there you go um and I don't know if we could cuss I think I've cussed a few times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um (laughs) you get mind fucked Trisha because um for instance like there, there's a lot of personal things that have happened as well, right? Like in my relationship, it hasn't been the easiest because yeah. as much as, as hard as it's been for me to accept my new normal, imagine your spouse having to accept your new normal. Uh, yeah, like this is a whole nother like episode and stuff, but I get you. Yeah. And um, my husband tells me that I never complained like my, like my first year, I followed my psychologist and my nutritionist instructions to the T. Mm-hmm. And 
my husband said he doesn't even remember how much I struggled that year because I was such a freaking warrior. Like, Mm. he's like, I don't even remember you complaining that you couldn't eat. Like, I just adapted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just like chameleoned into it and I went like full freaking force. Like, they told me, take two sips of water equal to five milliliters I don't know if you know what five milliliters are it's like nothing what like you drink more medicine like NyQuil Uh than five millimeters usually drink like 20 milliliters right um but um I followed everything to the T and if I couldn't eat something I wouldn't freaking do it because I just I wanted it so fucking bad Right. Well, would you say, though, you don't want it bad now? Or like like you said, it's a mind fuck, you know, and mm-hmm. you're, you're it's going to be all over the place. But like, um, where would you say? Because like me as an outsider, Rosa, mm-hmm. um, and you go, we don't know each other, like what people go through behind closed doors, yeah. you know, and like what I see, like I see a beautiful mom who's very like confident in her her skin you know you seem a lot happier than you were um years ago when you were struggling that's what I see but like what is like what is where are you at right now right now the only thing I regret is not having done it sooner really Mm -hmm. I quit my fucking job after seven years why? Because I didn't have the confidence to quit. Mm. My boss started noticing me down to like my heels physically instead of noticing how hard I would work. <gasps> you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And it was like, I always worked the same, but then it was like, here comes the promotions. Here comes this, here comes that. Like my weight oh. loss gave me confidence and the boost that I needed so it wasn't only physical like that when I say like it's a mind fuck it's a true mind fuck because you are not confident right and then it's like like, now all of a sudden like I'll go out and wear a crop top and leggings and I feel amazing and that empowers me and pushes me to find the job that I want do the business that I want because now I feel confident in my own skin and right. not, not that, not that, that just physical weight loss did that or a number on a scale. I just think that I finally was like, I can do something for myself just to make every, like I was consistent. I fought through it. I, um, I've now learned so many things about myself, like body dysmorphia issues, eating disorder, so many things about myself. It's freaking powerful to know that you can now, that you have the power to control all that. Right. Where right. for so many years, I felt defeated and like I couldn't do it. And, I, yeah. and, and And let me tell you, I still hate cardio to this day. But when I go to the gym, I never felt euphoria. I feel it now. When I leave the gym, I'm like, oh, fuck, that was good. Like, I feel good. And would you say that's because you feel more, like, confident? Like, you you are more, like, how, where would you say that comes from? I'm stronger. I'm confident. I'm mentally stronger. 
because mm-hmm. now I know myself more, right? Yeah. But then also physically, like, I push myself to higher limits. Before it was like, oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. My leg hurts. I, uh, I'm not going to work out anymore. And right, right. Now it's like my leg hurts, but it's like, I want that damn muscle so bad. <laughs> yeah. And I know that I could, I know I can do it. Like now I believe in myself for so many things because yeah. I did this one thing that I'm like, I, I achieved it. That now I'm like, I can do anything. And that's, that's amazing. Like, that's a great feeling to have where you just feel, uh, I don't know if unstoppable is the right word, but you just feel like you got it. You know, like you just feel good. And I like, do feel for- that way sometimes, right? I feel like I, nobody's going to make my days cloudy anymore because right. I did it. And, and yes, I got a little bit of help, but I did it. And, 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 and I know I did it right. Like, yeah. And I continue to do it. I continue to work on myself. I can, I still have my support group. Um, and if I'm ever feeling blue and, and feeling like I, like I can't today, I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can accept that today I can't do it. Right, right. Instead of like beating yourself up and it's like shaming yourself, it's more of a like an acceptance now. It's like, okay, well, you know, I I, I can't do it and that's okay. It's okay yeah. not being okay. It'll pass. Yeah, yeah. And I'll vent about it and be like, ah, like I'm, <laughs> I'm done today. Right. But then yeah. I feel like then it just everything goes away. Mm-hmm. Just because I I I just I've I can't describe how much weight mentally, physically, physiologically, just everything. Yeah. How much I've, how much I've grown with it. That, and that's good. That's good. Um, I don't, again, I don't know too much about it personally, but I have seen people who have gotten the surgery and, they're still not happy and they want more and more. But I don't think that has anything to do with the surgery that has everything to do with the person's like mentality. Yeah. Like this, the surgery isn't going to fix your life. If you don't fix your life, your thoughts, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that was something that I, that I was blessed enough I, I have such an amazing, I had such an amazing team and, and I still work with them because I just, they've been so great to me and they've just worked for me. Like it, it just worked for me. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, people are like, even if you get the surgery, you're going to just gain all the weight back. See, and you know what uh, I tell myself? I'm like, no fucking way. Never. Right. Never. I'm not going to allow myself to dig myself. I know what it feels like to feel shitty. So shitty. I don't want to go to that back to that place. Right. I right, don't right. belong there. Yeah. I, you know, I just want to be a little devil's advocate here yeah. because I don't, I don't know, like, I'm going to always say that. I don't know how it works with gastric sleep, but like, I, I know that our bodies in general and surgery are not like, they're going to fluctuate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like you may gain five, 
10 pounds. I don't know. But I don't see you or feel that you are going to allow yourself to gain 30 plus pounds. And not that it's bad. You know, if people gain weight, it's fine. I'm disclosing it. But I'm just saying, I don't see you allowing that to happen. Yeah. And so I learned that the stomach is a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and, and for those that don't know the gastric sleeve based in, in, in most basic terms is, um, sur- a surgeon will remove 40 to 60% of your stomach. Mm-hmm. And so if you decide that you want to overeat, like, even if you feel full, it's going to keep stretching. It's mm-hmm. like a baby, right? A baby, when you overfeed a baby, what do they do? They spit up. Right. And then, and every time you spit and every time a baby spits up, his or her stomach stretches because it's a mm. muscle. It's a spasm. And so same thing, same concept when you get the gastric sleeve is um your muscle starts to stretch. So the more you overindulge, you're gonna throw it up and you think that you emptied your stomach, but you didn't. You just wow. keep expanding it. Right. And there's a lot of rules like don't eat 30 minutes prior. Don't, um, you know, don't eat 30 minutes. Don't, I'm sorry. Don't drink 30 minutes prior to eating. Um, don't drink 30 minutes after eating. Like there's all these rules and things like that about how you should, your, your new normal, your new habits, um, Mm -hmm. that you need to do. Um, and, and I have gained five or 10 pounds. Um, and now it's like, once I'm there, I'm like, how do I work this to my advantage to turn it into muscle? You know, right. where yeah. before I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so miserable. Like now I'm <laughs> like, okay, fuck yeah, let's do this. Let, let, yeah. Do I need to do more squats? Like what do I need to do to like get better? Right? And I, yeah, no, that, but I just, I can't stress enough. It all mm-hmm. falls back on the mindset. You have it all to. goes back to like you. You and have to. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have because, to. You know, just because you have, or, you know, just because your body gets smaller, you're still the same person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just got to change your mental habits. That That's pretty much it. Like for me, I, like I said with you before, like I'm still in a part in my like recovery journey where I need not okay need is a bad word I want to start moving in Mm -hmm. a way that's enjoyable that's what I need to do right now right now I still need to find something that I enjoy and then once I enjoy it then you know maybe I can challenge myself but like I'm not a CrossFit girl I you know I don't like high intensity I'm more of a like I like dancing is fun. Riding my bike is fun. Skating is fun. Hiking is fun. Like that aligns with who I am, you know? So it's more so of getting myself out there and just doing it. Yeah. You know, stop making excuses. And a lot of the time, like I'm a big excuse maker. Like I do like to do things by myself, but I also want to enjoy it like with my husband, but sometimes he's just not down to go for a hike because he works six days a week, you know? And Mm -hmm. if he's not down to go for a hike, then I'm like, well, then I'm not going to go for one. And I need to stop doing that. Yeah. It's like, if I want to go on a hike, go on a hike by yourself. Like just don't go crazy where people can't find you if you get lost. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? Make sure he has your find my friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you you hit you hit the nail on the head, Trisha. With it, it's it's a such a mental thing. Um, and had I not been so decided, and had I not wanted to truly make the change, um, I would I probably already would be back pretty close to where I started. Mm. Um, but it was like I don't care. If you look at me sideways because I ate half a cup of food, mm-hmm. I don't care. It's my new normal. And I understand that I don't need six cups of food to survive. Right. Right. Yeah. And learning to eat and when I needed to eat and journaling my habits. And now I don't even have to journal and do anything like that. I just, I'm pretty automatic. Yeah. Uh, but that took a long time to understand it took all the years of all the years of bad habits Um, and for me right now like I've had my bad habits like I've had my eating disorder and it's really sad to say like it started when I was um the actual eating disorder started when I was a sophomore I think freshman or sophomore I don't know so I was like in my early teens and now I'm like in my early 30s so that's been like over 20 years that I've used this tool to like deal with insecurities trauma um all kinds of shit you know like I've used that tool but now it's just like I'm at a point where I don't want to do that anymore especially if I'm gonna have a family yeah yeah. So. And it, and it just, it, it's gonna, it's gonna come out of you, like whatever you end up deciding. I don't know when you're like, fuck this point is gonna be right. Because it and I don't know if, if it if it's gonna even happen that way for you. But I think that for me, it was, it was my kid. Mm-hmm. And now it's just for me, I'm, I'm, I'm only gonna be 35 years old. Like, I've always said this, I want to live to 100 over a hundred, as long as I'm fully functioning on my own. And there was no way at the rate I was going that that was going to happen. Yeah. Without without like, without like all this medical intervention. And for every, for anybody who like intimately knows me knows that I'm the type of person that won't even take Tylenol. Like Mm. when I'm sick or, you know, I deal with a lot of pain and and, and illnesses and things. And I always try to like, quote unquote, naturally fight them off. Right. right, Yeah. That um, I refuse to even take a freaking Tylenol, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's so so I mean, I I didn't want to depend on pharmaceuticals for the rest of my life. And that's just... Now I'm like, like I said, now I'm just like some days I'm super happy. Like this was the best thing ever. But then ne- life just happens sometimes where you're like, okay, but when I was fat, it wasn't acceptable, you know? Mm, yeah. So it's like back and forth. But I think that at least more than 80% of myself now, I'm more aware, I'm more accepting, and I'm more forgiving. Mm. And that like, what more can you ask for? Like, those are amazing qualities to have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just, 
yeah, this was really, really good. You know, it's always good to talk to people who just, I don't know, like, I feel like you get it just because, you know, you said in the past, you know, you had eating disorder thoughts or maybe like not, maybe not even an eating disorder, maybe just like disordered eating. Like you weren't eating bad. Like it's so simple, Rosa, you know, yeah. balanced meals, have balanced meals. It's okay. If you want to have like a snack or a fun food, like in recovery and in treatment, like we don't call it junk food. We call it fun food. So like, if you want to have fun food, like an ice cream or chips or whatever, you know, like it's okay, but you can't have that every meal, you know, balance, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. all about balance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just, I'm still learning and, you know, I have over 20 years of eating disorder with me. So it's not going to like just go away in a couple of months. You know, like oh, no, that's you're. Yeah, that's 20 plus years. Actually, are you 35 yet? Or no, I'm, no, I'm 34. So yeah, so really, um, you're talking about, you know, 30 some odd years of these thoughts, this mm -hmm. way of living this yeah. way of processing. So yeah. I don't know. And I just, I don't know, I, I just want to talk about it. Because for me, talking about it, it just releases the weight that it has on me. Like, yeah, I have a treatment. No, I don't have a treatment team because I'm not in treatment anymore. But I have a therapist and I have a dietitian and I have friends who were in treatment with me. So, like, I have a support, but it's always good to just, you know, talk about it with others. And I'm just like thankful that you're willing to talk about it because, you know, some people, you know, it's shameful to open up about your life. So, yeah, I'll give you major kudos for being honest yeah yeah and like I said I, I know that it's not a solution and it might not even be for everybody but for right. me it was the kickstart that I needed yeah like, I needed that kickstart and literally like as soon as my doctor was like okay you can work out now I hired a personal trainer I mean it, it just everything just changed and it, I'm happy it, for you that's yeah. awesome. And, and it was just maybe, maybe my kid was, I know that the motivation. Was, yeah. I know that it, that you're supposed to make the decision on your own, but that was my decision that yeah. I thought I was making for myself. Um, she was, was like your, her. she was like your why, like yeah. your motivation. Yeah. Your why yeah. you're doing this for her. And, mm -hmm. um, and then yeah, now that's I'm awesome. like for sure doing it for me. Like now right. I know how much it benefits me in so many ways. Right. That is uh, so cool. I'm just a happier person. I'm not killing my husband every five minutes. Like <laughs> just so many things really. Yeah. You know, and a lot of, a lot of things that I used to not shrug my shoulders to like, eh, that's just the way life goes. Like mm -hmm. now I do. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So, Wow. I just, I'm so looking forward to like having, cause there's so much we can talk about, but I don't want to keep this too long, you know? So yeah, it's been I, 70 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, again, um, I thank you for giving me time and space today. And there's so many other topics I would love to talk to you about. And we'll just like brainstorm and maybe, you know, get together again. Sure. 
thank you for oh. having me on. I can yeah. talk about this forever. So anybody, <laughs> anybody who's out there like considering it, I know we didn't really touch about uh, about the surgery too much um, and and the different types, but you know, reach out to me, the real Rose Montoya on Instagram, and um, I'm more than willing to help and talk about it and. I'm an open book when it comes to it because for real it's been such it's been such a journey and it's and it's been such um impactful growth for me that um yeah I I when people talk about like oh how Stella got her groove back it's like <laughs> how I got my back, how, how you know? Rosa got her groove back yeah <laughs> I love it. Um, I will also um, tag your Instagram name in the description of this episode. But again, Rosa, I appreciate this so much. And I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. And we'll talk again. Thank you. Thank you for joining Rosa and I today and giving us space to share our experience. I hope you enjoyed the show. We barely scratched the surface with many topics that I know a lot of you can relate with. If this conversation resonated with you, please reach out. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can find Rosa on Instagram at the real Rose Montoya. If you enjoy the show, please follow me on Spotify and Anchor at the Honesty Podcast, letting go of ego, and find me on Instagram underscore this is Trish. See you next time.